There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. KPN-TFM HD2 Collinsville, St. Louis All my live on tide is my hair in place Have I got a cute expression on my face And my shoes all shine Don't try to keep the line when I'm dancing And then our music, which we love We do, YouTube can but it's uh, one of my favorite wing ones on dancing in the show tonight. Kind of a upbeat. I think this is JR's favorite, even though he's not joining us. This is where Matt Rocchio was featured on the tuba. Here he is right here. I think he's starting now. Oh. You can hear him laying down the bass. I love how Tim camera, it looks so gorgeous. There he is. I can't see it. Just... Ox is off Tim, don't worry. Yeah, no, so YouTube stays up during the commercial breaks. No, it no. does not. Is that, um, no, oh, it, it does not. I pop it up right when, because I have to do it manually because your camera is obviously not ah. camera four in here. So when the return plays, that's when I pop the camera on, not really knowing if you're there or not, but obviously want Doug and myself and Iggy whenever he arrives as well. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, I just, I just stepped away so I wouldn't be on cam because I like to pleasure myself. Oh. I promise we're commercial breaks. break style during the break. And I do that on my uh, my OnlyFans. Guys, is Tim having sex during the commercial break? Yeah, that's uh, mm. how we uh, made <laughs> our second son two years ago. Doug, what day was that? I don't know the date, that Tim. May of 21? I don't know. Uh, no, I am... Uh, I am I'm here alone in a restaurant at PGA National. Hello, friends, and welcome. And the Michelob Ultra Studios are active. Uh, Iggy is not in. He is doing some NDA uh, law research. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be back in with what he discovers. And I think he's in the Library of Congress, actually, right now. I probably need to go in there as well. I would think. He's a digger. He teleported. (laughs) Good morning. The YouTube cameras were definitely on in the commercial break. That's from Buddha. Now, I, I switched it to commercial break from... And it was in a commercial break until I put it on. Who to call in? Am I correct on that, Jackson? I, I was asking people to expire. I'm not absolutely crazy. Uh, to be fair, I didn't look. I, uh, I trust you, brah. If, if so. they're able, are we able to look during? Sure, I can. I guess I can. I can. I need to back. confirm that. Well, let's go back and I'm look not at crazy because I know I'd hit commercial nice. break and I hit the camera back on from commercial break as me and Doug were talking in the break. So I would be surprised if uh, the cameras were on during the break, but it can't happen. Sure I went and checked during the breaks. I'm like, oh, I think I'm still up. Uh, and so I saw it was still up. And I'm just like, oh, I'll step over to the side and, and read 
over uh, Doug. Just oh, just a couple steps away. That's yeah, all. it was that still wasn't, on. It wasn't the biggest How deal in the world. Possible, it was though. still on. Yeah, because they weren't up when I was about to start the program. I mean, it's just all you're seeing is like Doug, like looking at Instagram. Like it's oh, not, I get it's it. not necessarily I titillating. I know it's not like revealing. I just did you just start following Ella Reese, Doug? You no, should. I wasn't looking at Instagram. He was looking at Ella. I was Reese. watching a video from this doctor who's always telling me what to eat and what not to eat. What would he tell you to eat? The video goes on for, you know, 20 minutes, and then you get to the pitch where he's trying to sell you some pills. <laughs> so I, and they nutritional keep t- supplement. They just tell of. you the results that people get for about 15 minutes, and then when they get to the meat of it, it's, all right, pay now. Mm, kind of like that. People need to... Don't eat almond milk, because it's got lectins in it. and Oat milk is what you need to be at. And, you know. People need to, to learn how to do Instagrams and uh, Larry TikToks. Thornton says they were on. Yes, Iggy, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I was if you're gonna if you're gonna do those things, you need to learn how to do them. Because I, I there's times I'll I'll spend 30 minutes on those things. One will come up and I'll just go flipping through watching them. And one is you're not gonna believe this fish I hooked into. And you see his rod go flying. He's trying to bring this thing in. And before you see the fish, the video's over. Let the thing go. Yeah. I want to sure. see what you caught. Yeah. Same we with have legitimate beef. You're not going to believe the end of this video. Girl with a bikini on going down a slide. As soon as she gets down the end of the slide, you know the top's going to come off. Video ends. It's almost like they teased you and tried to lure you in to sell you something. Yeah, that's almost what it's like. Guys, well, it sounds like we need a fourth producer. That's from Ray King. Well, no. I KG mean, in O-Town. It's certainly an isolated incident. <laughs> well, we have a board up, so we're good. I mean, you can see me when we go to break, take my headphones off and move to the camera angle over here to go to commercial break. So I was, I'm very surprised it was up, but I'm appreciative of the listeners keeping us on top of things. We don't do anything crazy during the breaks anyway. And the audio isn't on. I'm never in here, so I can't be accused of anything. But still, I would like to (laughs) have them off, I think, in a perfect world. We are in a different situation right now because it usually automatically, when the mics go off, it hits that commercial Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Correct. I'm in a a spot where I am not in uh, St. Louis, which uh, is the home of the best fans in baseball and now the best fans in soccer as well. B-Fist and B-Fib. Don't take your pants off down there in Florida during a break. Ooh, bad boys. Hey, uh, if you are looking for uh, the best, and I'm talking about the best, and this has uh, been a long time uh, sponsor on the uh, Riz Show, and now getting on board with TMA, it is Big St. Charles Motorsports at I-70 in the Cave Springs exit. I was out there yesterday and had it, or not yesterday, excuse me, last week, and had a chance to uh, check out the showrooms. It is huge. That place has grown over the years, and what they have done with it, it is something else. It's a huge showroom full of bikes with over 1,500 units in stock. It truly is a destination dealer. It's a trip worth taking uh, to browse or if you are in the market. And uh, big jobs on big properties demand a big side-by-side, one that's big in power, performance, and comfort. Enter the first-ever Honda Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew. Available now at Big St. Charles Motorsports, the Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew has loads of power thanks to a 999cc engine and a six-speed automatic dual-clutch transmission. It delivers serious performance, sporting a hefty hauling capacity and a 2,500-pound towing capacity, both made easy thanks to Honda innovations like tow-haul mode, and self-leveling rear suspension. And when it comes to comfort, the new Pioneer 1000 crew shines, giving you best-in-class comfort for six occupants. Hop in the back seat, and you've got shoulder room for three and leg room to spare. As for durability and build quality, 
will let the Honda name speak for itself. Head to Big St. Charles Motorsports at I-70 in the Cave Springs exit and see the all-new Pioneer 1000 Deluxe Crew today. It's BigStCharlesMotorsports.com. You can visit I-70 and the Cave Springs exit. Coming up in 13 minutes, we'll have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day, the morning after, at InsideSTL.com is where you can check things out. I enjoy this soundbite. It might not necessarily be uh, TMA style, but uh, I asked Jackson to pull it. I figured Jackson gleefully would pull it because it involves Missouri basketball. But uh, it's not because it's Missouri. It's uh, it just as I want to I want to speak to uh, a bigger picture after you guys get a chance to hear it. Uh, Isaiah Mosley of the Missouri Tigers has certainly had a unique season. Sometimes he's playing, sometimes he's not. He has an off-the-court situation, which the Tigers and Dennis Gates have gone out of their way to keep confidential. When uh, the players walked on the floor following their final home game against Ole Miss because his family was not present, uh, Dennis Gates and uh, Athletic Director Desiree Reed francois walked with Mosley. And yesterday, as Gates addressed the media before the team heads to Nashville for the SEC tournament, Dave Matter of the Post-Dispatch asked uh, Gates about that moment in which he and the athletic director walked Mosley to center court. And here is what Gates had to say. Hit the lever, Plowsy. What, what did that moment mean to you, being able to do that? I'm, I'm by my player's side every day of my life and every day of theirs. It's that simple. That's my commitment to them, each and every last one of them. Now, ultimately, I've done that in the past where everyone's not having the opportunity to have come from a complete family. Some have different backgrounds. I've had kids that's been adopted. I've had kids that I've coached that's been wards of the state coming straight from, right? Maybe, um, you know, different, just different environments altogether. International kids, um, kids with parents, uh, just not able to be here. And, and I'm, I'll always have my guys and be by their side. I always have their backs. I think it's just a very important position that I hold. And being a coach, and I'll say this, being a coach, there's only few professions that title never changes, no matter how long you've been in that person's life, no matter how long I'm going to always be, hey, this Coach Gates. And I take that very seriously. That's Dennis Gates yesterday addressing the media before Missouri heads off to Nashville for the SEC tournament. And I thought that stood out. And I think, and I think it, it speaks to, I realize one of the reasons why, if not the main reason, of course, why he's popular is the way the team played this year, superseded expectations. And at this point, really, I think even if they were to lose their game on Friday and then lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament, most people taking a step back would say this year was a success for Missouri basketball. Uh, it would be kind of odd if somebody said otherwise. So they may not win another game, although who knows, maybe they'll win five or six more. I have no idea. But I think that one of the reasons why Gates has resonated with Missouri fans and and perhaps schools across the country who may have a vacancy in the next year or two is because of that kind of authenticity. I think a lot of coaches say those kinds of things, but don't necessarily back them up. And I just get the sense with Gates that he is 
the real deal. And maybe this is winds up being his best year as a head coach. I have no idea. But I think as far as somebody who you would, if you had a child in a position to play uh, for him, I think uh, Dennis Gates would be one of those coaches you would want to coach your child. I just think that he's he's got some character and leadership skills. And listen, sometimes those things don't translate to wins. Um, I, think, I thought Conzo Martin was a first-class guy. I thought Kim Anderson was a first-class guy, but they didn't really have success in Columbia. Uh, sometimes a coach who can come off as quite smarmy uh, can have success. One that comes to mind would be at Auburn right now in Bruce Pearl. Uh, I don't know if any come to mind in college football. There are certainly a number of candidates. Bobby sure Petrino. Would throw uh, yeah, there, there would be one. That would be a great example. But uh, ideally, Gates has both things going for him. Doug, what did you uh, think of that? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, I mean, he's been A-plus all year with this. Sorry, Iggy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He, he's just made a great impression on everybody around. You, you can't help but like the guy and admire what he's done. And the, the words that he chooses are just perfect for the job. Oh, by the way, he's not only a great X's and O's guy, but he's killing it on the recruiting trail as well. The mm-hmm. dude is a special coach for sure. I, I, I didn't necessarily love the hire. I thought they would have a little bit more high-profile name yeah. being in the SEC. So it wasn't for sure how I'm going to translate. The dude is great. And he says he's going to be great. called coach for life. Well, you know, that translates to this job, too. We're takesmiths for life. Oh, no you how old we get, takes out of us. We will be takesmiths. Well, I think all coaches say what he said, but I don't know why, but I, I think he is very sincere about it. He takes it seriously. Some coaches will say that, and then, you know, former players will call him and say, I tell him I'm busy. I, I, just, I just find him to be very, very real in who he is. Seems it, yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah, I agree with that. I, and I do. And, I, I, I buy in. And, and you know, I don't mean I'm right. I, I feel like uh, this is an extreme, extremely dated example. But when Rafael Palmero in those congressional hearings, and I believe that was March of 2005, was as demonstrative as he was, pointing his finger at the committee uh, at the U.S. Capitol, I'm like, man, that guy means business. There's no way he's not telling the truth. And, you know, so it's not like I haven't been duped before, but I feel pretty good most of the time on my reads and intuition on the sincerity of of people. And from the get-go, not to say I was like, man, I hope they hired Dennis Gates from Cleveland State. I had no idea who he was. But from his very first press conference, I just bought in. Now, that didn't mean it would translate to success on the court, but I just felt like he was the real deal and I certainly as a Missouri fan was hopeful it would translate to success on the court but you feel like you can buy in when you see somebody speak and you don't feel like it's smoke and mirrors and so uh, that just speaks to it right there because there's that's a situation with Isaiah Mosley that he has been real serious about um, and not having it get out whatever Isaiah Mosley's dealing with I have no idea but that is something that has been a big priority for a guy who's got a great talent but hasn't played all that often this year and it's been quite secretive. Uh, Jackson, I imagine this is a fastball down the middle for you. What are your thoughts? Uh, I just think, yeah, it's true. It was like the best thing I saw, you know, in that Saturday win uh, was to see that video of Mosley, who was walking out with, I believe, one of his skills coach that, you know, has been close with him forever, and see Dennis Gates, Desiree Reed, Francois, and Ben Sterberg rush, like sprint over so that he wasn't going to walk alone. He would walk with people who truly care about him and love him. And to see Desiree Reed, Francois, mouth, you know, I'm so proud of you. I, you could you'd see that she said, I'm so proud of you. Uh, and to see the fans support it. I mean, that's what 
that's what college athletics is all about. You know, so to see that, to see what Desiree Reed Francois has done uh, to get the excitement back in Columbia for hoops is awesome. And what Dennis Gates has assembled is incredible. He's an incredible character guy, and he's assembled an unbelievable staff. I think that goes under the radar. I mean, you got C.Y. Young, who has coached before, Dickie Nutt, who's coached before, Kyle Smith-Peters, coached before, all these guys head coached before, and Phil Pressey, Chase Goldstein, like incredible talent, incredible basketball minds together. That's a talent because they all want to work for and with Dennis Gates, and that's just a testament to his character and his ability to lead men, and essentially that's all you're looking for in a coach. For a long time, college basketball had a head coach and an assistant, and now they have how many assistant coaches? Five or six. It's Five a or six. huge number. Yeah. It's a yeah. huge number. But I mean, again, this isn't limited to Missouri. This is across the right. board. But yeah, it's it, when they go to timeout, I don't know if they're more players or more coaches. <laughs> Phil Presley doesn't even have a spot on the main bench. He's sitting one row behind everybody. It's it's nuts, but it's great. It's great to see because it does take a village. If you want to have having those differing opinions and voices and practice in the locker room, in the huddle, is really, really important. And to get guys who are all head coaches beforehand is uh, super awesome. And Missouri has had some god-awful ADs in the past that have really just kind of screwed, you know, the baseball program, not hiring Tony Vitale when, you know, Max Scherzer is calling the AD saying, hey, you should hire this guy, and then, you know, he goes to Tennessee. And there's all these things. Like, Desiree Francois seems like the real deal. And I like the rapport she has with Gates, you know, because you want that when it comes to maybe Gates getting some job opportunities. I I think this is—it's going to be tough to keep him just because of how many people are going to want him, but he kind of seems like the perfect guy for that job. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of Dennis. Well, he may have to put a couple years together before he's well, got no, the blue I'm, bloods I'm coming that's after. Da- I'm saying that down the road. I don't, I don't think there'll be opportunity for the next couple years, but it's certainly trending upwards. Yeah, and yeah. some guys don't necessarily, like, some guys want to stay in a program and build. You know, it's not necessarily that just because you have a couple great seasons, you're automatically going to move on. There are guys who want to turn their school that they've come up with into a blue blood. You know, you've seen that with Mark Few at Gonzaga. Eric Musselman's been to back-to-back Elite Eights with Arkansas. He's still there. Like, some guys are just are built to create programs as opposed to join them. I don't know if Dennis Gates are one way or the other, nor is it an indictment of him if he chooses a better job down the road. I think that's great for him because he's a great guy. But I think some I, guys I have think that Jackson, idea. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Apologize. That was rude. I, what, what, what I think has happened, and this is not specific to Gates, but perhaps over the last... I'm going to just use decade just kind of arbitrarily, but what other coaches who may be up-and-comers have seen is they go to the blue blood, whether it be in college football or college basketball, and if it does not work immediately, and truly now coaches can get whacked in a year, that that star, that rocket that they were – it made them so desired by the blue bloods, they are gone quick, fast, in a hurry. And there is something to be said for knowing what you have and the appreciation you have. Gary Pinkle in 2007, 2008, when Michigan was interested in him, uh, I believe that's when that happened, was an outlier at that time. Uh, Not to say that no one turned down opportunities like Michigan coming from Missouri, but it wasn't real common for it to happen. Now, I think that it will be and is more common for coaches to 
pass on those kinds of opportunities if a Michigan caliber program in football or whatever you would consider a Michigan caliber program in basketball back in the day, it would have been Michigan. I don't think people view Michigan that same way right now. But, uh, you know, whether it be Duke, Kansas, something along those lines, Kentucky, we saw what happened there with uh, Gillespie, that you go, man, I'm not sure that I necessarily want to leave a place where I'm building. I have a great rapport with my athletic director. Uh, the grass isn't necessarily greener because these programs whack coaches a lot quicker than they used to. And so, therefore, while I understand, based on the short-term uh, performance of Gates, that one would think he may be gone uh, that might not necessarily be the case. And the key also there speaks to what the plowboy was talking about. And, uh, is Desiree Reed francois If you have a good relationship with your athletic director, that is something that you also have to value. Understandably, it's not something that necessarily gets talked about because the public doesn't know, know one way or the other. But that's your boss. And if you like and respect your boss and have a great relationship, even if there is another 10% or 20% increase in your compensation, uh, those are things that can't necessarily be quantified in dollars but have immeasurable value. But And also, Missouri is not Cleveland State. I mean, I know we look at Missouri, no offense, a basketball program at mid-major because of the downfall of Conzo Martin, but they got money to spend. They're a top 25 program. Mizzou is no mid-major, bro. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, for did Gates, maybe they're Jackson's ready to come in there and fight. No, I, Jackson I is ready to come oh. in there and fight. I did not call him a mid-major oh. at all. No, I, if I misheard you, I apologize. No, I'm saying, I, 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 I'm talking about jumping to another bigger gig. In terms of money, Missouri has money to compete with a yeah, lot absolutely. of top-tier programs. Yeah, power, the SEC power six isn't, school. SEC isn't the A-10. It's not the Missouri Valley. You got teams and players, and... They're top 25 teams, so yeah. I, I see teams jumping after him, but I, 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 Missouri has the the ability to keep him for as long as possible. I, they got money to spend, and they're in a, a big conference. So yeah, maybe absolutely. Gates is here for a while. Who knows? And I, I apologize, Plessy, for jumping on you. No, you good. You're You're feisty. Well, I would have. Well, I was going to come Yeah, you, don't, you don't talk about Missouri basketball no. like that with uh, Jackson Plowhawk. No. I mean, we are about to see a different side of Jackson here over the next couple of weeks. I'm yeah. excited. Things could get sweaty. This, this is Rick getting hot. Well, yeah, Slough, this is Rick. SLU could go in there, win the A-10 tournament. You got Illinois, SLU, and Mizzou all awesome. in the big dance. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Very nice. That'd SIU's awesome. already in, right? Yeah, SEMO's in. Shout out to SEMO. Going in for the first time in 23 years. SLU women's is in. That could be a hotbed of oh, tournament activity for say. this area. Yeah. Illinois women's, I think, is ranked. They're going to get out. I mean, we're going to have six tourney teams. It's the best here. time of the year. I can't wait. Going to be in Arkansas yeah. during the Selection Sunday. Oh, Hopefully they got it. internet. You're going to miss it at the Hot Springs. <laughs> Eureka Springs. Get it right, bro. What, aren't there Hot Springs? Oh, you're there? probably right. I've never been there, so. Is Eureka Springs close to Hot Springs, Plow? I do not know. Central Arkansas? Never been to Arkansas, so I don't know the, the dynamic there. I don't know how far anything is. So, kind of going to be my first time. Yeah. Are you going down 55 and hitting Memphis and then going west? Is that what you're doing? Or are you driving through the middle of the states, Jack? Uh, hopefully we go 55 to Memphis. It'd be nice to hit, maybe hit some food on the way there. and Stop on Beale Street. Stop on Beale Street, yeah. I think that'd be fun. Sure it would. You're gonna Check have out Giles' weapons. Maybe go to that yeah, hotel. Yeah, I'm sure they got a, a museum there. You go to that hotel <laughs> where the ducks walk around the lobby. Oh, isn't what's, there? What's that famous hotel in Memphis? Uh, little Darnell's Motel. No, it's the big famous. No, Tim's right. 
And they, they have a bunch of ducks that parade around the I know what you're talking Peabody. about. Peabody. Yeah, Peabody. Yeah, Peabody. Peabody Memphis. And they call him the Peabody uh, Ducks. Tommy Sabolka mm. opened up a hotel, I would stay there. That's how much I think of him. I call him at 314-428-3900. Or you can email him at tommy.sabolka at VIP Auto Accessories. VIP Auto Accessories works with the Design Air Heating and Cooling Team and with Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. They are part of the TMA ecosystem. And what they do, well, they're your one-stop shop. One-stop, full-service shop for all your auto accessory needs. They do van and truck upfitting for commercial fleet vehicles, and they provide graphic solutions for vehicles, retail office space, floors, windows, and more, and have a full array of public safety solutions, including for EMS and police fleets. They are a full-service operational one-stop shop, and they take the vehicle from point A to point Z. VIP saves you time and hassle. It's quicker to deal with VIP than two to three vendors with multiple locations. They're all local since 1979, and Tommy Sabolka wants you to call him directly. 314-428-3900, or you can email him at tommy.cibulka at vipautoaccessories.com. Why am I getting texts about the Plowboy and Live Golf? What is this about? What's this about, Plowsy? I don't know. I have no idea what people are talking about. I don't know. What'd you do now? Did you just tweet something? Oh, I don't like the fact that Roy McElroy is now the quasi-commissioner. and You just tweeted that out? <laughs> no, JT said, clearly there's better competition in the PGA than Live. And my whole point was, yes, you have a 152-player, but to break down... Like, you don't have the defending champ, Liv has them. I mean, they have, I think, five of the top 14, four of the top 14 players in Liv Golf. I think they're, Liv is doing just fine, and they're so living rent-free in the PGA Tours. It's hilarious. So I was I listening to Justin Thomas's comments yesterday, the soundbite that you might be referencing. Uh, yeah, they Paul were just Hawk. paraphrased and quoted out, yeah. And I and I and I was maybe they have said it before. I was surprised to hear it, but you know it's it's true. I, I appreciate the uh, honesty. I appreciate the transparency on at least Thomas's part. And, and like I said, perhaps other players have said it. I'm just not aware. But he said because of the changes, uh, you know, li live golf has led to these changes on the PGA Tour. So in that sense, it's. You know, I mean, it's honest, certainly. I mean, to think that the PGA Tour would have done all that they've done over the last year without Live Golf's emergence would be just a ridiculous line to take. And that's sometimes the way things, sometimes I would actually say most of the times. That's why negotiations oftentimes go to the 11th hour. The deadline or the force of pressure from another side leads to um, improvements depending on what side you're on. And uh, and Justin Thomas acknowledged that. I don't know if I've heard other players say that, but Thomas did yesterday. Yeah, and I'm looking at the leaderboard from last year in the player championship. The yeah, fifth major. There were like four of the five were from top Liv. three are, are are in live. I I mean five of the la the five of the top fifteen or fourteen are in live. No, yeah, they do have a lot of great players in the PGA Tour. Geez, I mean, but to say they have so much more competition. You're adding a bunch of dudes that won't even make the cut or won't even be relevant in your event. You have 152 player compared to 48 on live. Obviously, if you want to compare the the two, I think top heavy. I think live may have them. You know, at least have a competition there. Well, I think it's pretty simple and, and pretty obvious that they're following live, and what they're doing is in these no cut events is you know, they're giving a you know they're giving you an opportunity hey if you can win a tournament or you 
you know, you're in the top 50 in this by the time we get to that tournament. But you're pretty much telling the guys that are not in the top 50 in the world or 50 in the FedEx that uh, you're not you're not a big enough name. You can't play in our events, so just wait. So you're pretty much screwing the the 75 percent of your players is what you're doing. And my favorite of all time is Max Homa, who two years ago would have absolutely hated this because he was on the outside looking in on these special events now is embracing and loving the PGA Tour. But nobody can grind like Max Homa has done in these new events. Nobody can grind it out in the PGA Tour anymore. If you're not in the top 50, you might as well just go to live. And these players. Gentlemen, we got to uh, get to the design, air, heating, and cooling meal today. It's 9.52, and Jackson and I are going to get our asses ripped in about eight minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Full disclosure, this email ends with anal. But... (laughs) It starts with calling Tom's show today perfect because Uncle Skip's drinking buddy Tony taught me that honesty is the best policy. He also taught me that girls want it, but guys need it. Whilst all of my buddies were firing on that hot Daphne at Crestwood Putt-Putt, Tony had a separate plan. We went across the street to Ray Bluth's Bowl. Then we went in the back to see my buddy Joey, the pin setter. Well, I don't know what Tony said, but Joey was screaming with both pain and pleasure within five minutes. He had me sign an NDA, so I can't tell the whole story, but let's just say Joey never looked at a bowling pin the same way again. That is from, this gentleman has an initial as his first name, E, and then Norm is his middle name, and then Uzdong is uh, his last name, Doug. E, Norm, Uzdong. They just sold Crestwood Bowl. Who bought it? Uh, I think the guy that owns Concord. Cronky. Same guy who bought Little Darnell's Motel. Yeah. That's correct, in Memphis. I had never tasted a gentleman with sweetness such as his. Doug, I'm in the filtered file. Yeah, Jackson, come <laughs> on, man. Did, did anything get thrown out for being too vile? Yes. I doubt that. As I'm reading, I see things getting deleted. <laughs> really? Second opinion. Aromatic, earthy, and pungent are just a few words I used to paint the masterpiece that was the Wendy's triple stack baconator that Keith laid in the Motel 6 lobby bathroom. Fans came from far and wide to gaze upon the masterpiece, gawking at its size and durability as it stuck straight up out of the water. (laughs) This is the filtered file I'm in. Moody's has offered to buy the work for $8.5 million. We may just go straight to auction. That's from Danny Tanner. Didn't like it. Danny Tanner with a vile email. Just imagine that scene of people walking to a bathroom just to look at it. You need a knife. Cut that up before you flush. Oh, it's outstanding. Using youth nomenclature and referring to your friends as king is childish. Just stop. Now, let me work in this very mature comedy bit about the time my doctor told me I need to stop masturbating so he can examine me. I'm jacked up for this Eric Johnson show at the pageant tomorrow night. If any married women want to give me a ride and perhaps come back to my hovel after the show where we can pleasure ourselves to Aubrey Plaza ASMR videos and Instagram posts featuring ladies with big asses wearing mesh see-through tops, you can slide into my DMs. I know a lot of executive producers of female-oriented AM talk radio stations that everyone knew was going to fail but took the job anyway. And it's great. How's Ken Strode? We're going to bring that back? How about that whole... Mm. How about that whole... How about that whole deal? Yeah. People like to razz Iggy for taking the job, but they don't understand the 3D chess Iggy was playing. Not only did he get a pay bump that lasted months, but he also got fancy executive producer business cards with his negril111 at AOL.com yeah. email on it. Plus, he was provided the airtime to host Iggy's Treehouse, which then allowed him to negotiate trade agreements with his bang maid. Oh. Bang maid. 
I can't wait for Iggy to interview Dan Marshall so they can reminisce about that time Iggy manipulated Dan into firing him so he could collect unemployment for a job he was no longer getting paid to do. That comes from Buck Swope. Nice little email, Buck. Buck Swope. With a fine little email. I think he's gone. No, oh, he's, he's back. back. No, I was. I looked over at the YouTube and he was gone. I was holing my 1380 business card up to the camera. Oh, I see. Hey, Iggy, I received your frantic voicemail from 820 this morning demanding an excerpt or two from the book you asked me to write for you. I tried sending it to Fallujah111 at AOL.com, but that email address didn't work, so hopefully this <laughs> makes its way to you. The working title for now is Iggy Strode and American Riches to Rag Story. Chapter 1 The Antonio Banderas of Balabans. Did, do you know me? Well, if you ever went to an orgy off of North Euclid in the early 90s, you probably know me, or at least a part of me. My name is Iggy Strode, and I was the king of Balaban's group sex scene. <laughs> you may have heard a story or two, and believe me, there are hundreds, about my legendary carnal exploits. Yet as renowned as I am, and for all the anal nitrates I popped with gay lounge singers, oh. few people realize just what it's like to be the king of the Central West End restaurant sex scene. Anytime four or more people decided to get naked together in the late 90s, someone would inevitably say, let's call Iggy. Why? Because they knew that once I got there, suave was going to happen. Mm. Everybody who liked to swap, group, grope, or run around on protective plastic sheets was sure to light up at the mention of my name. But did any of them know the real me? I'm not so sure. Behind the gaudy fake Rolexes that even the poorest of hobos could identify as fake. <laughs> the itsy bitsy tiniest of delicate little black rimmed costume jewelry classes. The platinum blonde lesbian hard part pompadour and the surprisingly affordable wardrobe. My rise to fame was like everyone else walking the streets in those days. By day I was the best damn tableside salad technician to ever graduate from Brentwood but by night I was having sex with every Tom, Dick, and Harry under the barren foliage of Fort Melvin's children's playground and allowing myself to get pissed on two at a time <laughs> by out-of-town train hoppers looking to score their next meal. <laughs> from kicking ice cubes down the street for entertainment during the Great Depression with my newsy pals to interviewing Billy Baldwin for my straight-to-the-web internet series that isn't anywhere to be found on the entirety of the internet. Thanks, that's from Ghostwriter for the Stars. Chapter 2 will be released in the fall of 2024, which will detail the time his boss was so fed up with his and his co-workers' antics that he literally found it more convenient to pack up his infant, his toddler, and his wife under the cover of darkness to travel cross country to an undisclosed location with spotty electricity then to remain in studio while the inmates continued to run the asylum. <laughs> Doug, that comes from the Ghost Rider for the Stars. Ghost Rider for the Stars. Pretty much nailed everything. <laughs> and that's what we have for the design air heating and cooling well, email. You know, I, thought, rough. I thought Buck Swope had a darn fine email but he got, he got bested right there at the end by the Ghost Rider to the Stars. He gets my vote. <laughs> Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, congratulations. You have won the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Don't forget to sign up to be the TMA Lister of the Month. Brought to you by Milagro Tequila. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro at TMASTL.com. Jackson and I are going to go deal with the situation on 101 ESPN. Darren Pang will join us coming up at 1045. For the Plowhawk, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.